Awesome. Cool. Episode four. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah, nice. So I guess we're not going to be talking about a specific kind of exercise topic today. Nope. Um, we're going to do a bit of a recap of stuff we've done recently, plus a bit of just general training talk, I think. Um, so obviously you just, well, when was it like, it wasn't last Sunday, was it? Last, no, it was the 23rd. So yeah, almost two 23rd. Yeah. You went around the London Marathon, didn't you? So absolutely. I mean, I know, obviously know already everything, but like, <laughs> how was it? Tell me again. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, good event. Um, pleased with my result, not pleased with my results. If, yeah, right. um, if that makes sense, which we can kind of go into that. So my finish time was three hours and 14 minutes. And I mean, that's nuts. Yeah. So that was planned on being a lot better time. Um, and it started off heading towards being a much better time. Um, so I was comfortably running at a pace that would have got me through sub three and then some. Um, but at K16, um, somebody ran into the back of me, absolutely not their fault. Anybody that has seen the London Marathon on TV, it is carnage. Yeah, it is, chaos, it is yeah. so busy. I've never, ever been in an event that is that busy. It's, it's literally like being in the crowd of a concert and everybody running. And of course, because um, I was trying to get a decent pace, everyone's running a little bit faster and bumps have probably a bigger impact. So basically what happened there without making any excuses, is uh, the guy ran into the back of me at the water station, which caused me to roll my ankle, um, aggravate an existing injury. Um, but it felt okay. I knew instantly that it wasn't okay, but it felt like I could carry on. So I tried to keep my pace going um, and I managed it until about 25K when I just had to make that decision, finish or DNF. Um, so at that point, DNF, not really an option because I was the wrong side of London. And even if I dropped out at that point, I <laughs> absolutely still have to get across the other side. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so it's more for practical reasons. Yeah. Than, uh, yeah it's like I'm going to be reason. walking for the next hour and a half anyway. So I might as well yeah, just yeah, be running. Yeah, yeah. So what I did there was just just drop the pace, find something that I was comfortable and got myself to the finish. I say still put in that three hour, 14 minute finish. Yeah. Time. I mean, that's still fucking nuts so yeah i'm yeah, still really yeah. pleased with it. so it's, it's actually yeah. my first actual marathon attempt although i've covered the distance plenty of time in other events it's the first time i've yeah. actually tried to drill in and focus on that time um so what i've got now is a marathon pr and i've got a baseline i've got something now to beat next time to work and you know you can do the other time you know you yeah. can do it because you're already on it anyway i was so comfortable my 5k to i was i sub 25k sub 40 10k um my half marathon come through exactly where i wanted it so i was sub 126 i think which was exactly what i wanted because my plan was to negative split so my second half marathon should have actually been quicker so okay. that again was going to be putting me on um for a much better time so i would have been down towards that kind of 240 somewhere in the 240 range um as a finish nice. time so Christ. so um yeah all in all really really good shows me i can get through the event shows i've got the mental capacity to get through the event yeah, shows yeah, me yeah. i've got the physical capacity to get through the event because unfortunately something happened that just slowed me down but yeah. i still got through it um yeah. so it's all good but what i will say is that second half i enjoyed it so much yeah, Suddenly, yeah, my yeah. head was up i was looking around i was seeing everything that was yeah. going on started to enjoy the marathon a little bit more started to realize that there was a crowd the whole way through if you think the runners were busy the people at the side of the streets was just insane there were yeah. parties everywhere and that kind of thing and yeah just like to actually enjoy it a little bit more which was yeah that's so sick. Good. um it, it got me thinking as well like <clears throat> talking to people afterwards and getting to know people at the event because obviously everyone's super friendly and everyone was just like so absolutely hyped you start chatting to people and i got chatting to this guy and it just got me thinking about how many cool stories must be out there around the marathon because this guy was like he was so excited he had just done a sub four i think he came in like 358 359 or something so again going back to my three hour 14 that actually made me really grateful for that time because i understand that there's gonna be a whole load of other people that would 
be desperate to get that sort yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But th- this guy was brilliant. He was like, oh, I think it would have been about a 351 or a 352. But partway through, I nipped in the co-op and I got a coffee and I grabbed a load of biscuits. And I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, absolutely. He was like, I just he was like, I just had to have it. So he's like, so I just took a break at the side and then got going again. I was like, that's brilliant. But that to me just summed okay. it up. It's like, he just right. enjoyed it. He had such a good day. Got his sub hour, had sub four hour, and he stopped for a coffee, which I thought was amazing. Yeah, that's nuts. I, like, yeah, I love the fact that there must be so many cool stories out there just mm. around people's day. And I guarantee the people that enjoyed it the most and the people that actually got the most out of it, those guys that are like four, five, six hours, I bet they've got some mm. cool stories as opposed to the guys that are in that sort of front end, head down, just getting from A to B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it was, but all in all, really, really cool day. Um, absolutely glad I've done it. Instantly went back to the hotel, entered the ballot for the next year. Um, oh, shit, whilst okay. trying to figure out what marathon I um, I do in between because I've, I've got yeah, to, I've got to, to PR, it. yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Get what you originally maybe pick one that's slightly less busy. Yeah, I oh, think that's slightly less people. Thing. I um, yeah, I've but... seen a couple. I've seen a couple that I think will um, that I'll probably aim for. Um, Going into the second half of this year, what I don't want to do is rush into doing anything anytime soon from a marathon point of view. Um, yeah, you've got other shit going on, haven't you? So. Plenty of other stuff to do. But also, I mean, if you think about even pro guys, they're doing like two marathons a year tops. Because it's though, although now I'm like two weeks out and I feel recovered and I feel great. It's like the actual time to recover from a, from a marathon is is at least a month is there's all of these other things going in which probably don't need to dive into now but your, your oh, body isn't? isn't fully recovered from it so um, it is one of those things where i think people feel better than they think they do at yeah about two weeks out if you think about the damage of running kind of 40 plus k at a decent pace that is done to your body like and especially for someone like me where i literally took one day off and then went straight back into training it's, yeah um, i know I, I mean i feel like because when i did mine i feel like i didn't really take any time off at all hmm. i just went straight back because i thought like because the I, the old school rule was like all well, like the old school kind of old wives tales that you might take like six months off right and i was like that's just bullshit well that's like, that's based on nothing yeah. um but yeah i mean i don't i mean i mean by that time you're pretty good nick yeah and yeah. i feel oh, like you're probably like it's just like you've had a really intense session yeah, yeah. give yourself a few i mean a, maybe a week yeah like, I, I i feel like after that you're fine like i think the the general rule that people kind of say with the marathon is it's about four to five weeks recovery that you don't know of and by that it means there's all this kind of micro damage there's all this damage that's gone on like with your sort of central nervous system and things like that your body is not necessarily going to be at 100 percent because of the effort you put in at that pace um in that event that doesn't mean that like two to three days later you don't start to feel better and you don't want to get up and train and yeah yeah I mean, maybe, um, if you, maybe if you come back with a bit more of a calm approach rather than going straight back yeah. into normal training then fair but, but yeah for i don't know like, for someone like me like my goal coming out the back of the marathon from a training point of view was to get back into training and then go back in at a maintenance mode which is what i'm doing now for a couple of weeks and i think that's probably more what this is talking about what you don't necessarily want to do is finish a marathon and then go straight into a block of marathon training because yeah right 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 um so and again are comparing obviously high-end athletes to general public there's going to be a massive difference in what their training capacity is there mentally as well i think a lot of people are just going to be exhausted from it and they probably need that mental recovery as well they yeah, just run 42k no, right. spent 12 weeks training for it they just want to take a break whereas again for myself it's kind of get the training done get the event done what comes next and it's really easy for me to just like say take that day off take 24 hours off whatever it might be and then jump into my next set of training what i'm not doing is going straight out and start to do heavy speed work heavy long distance work this kind of thing i'm just going to go right i'm just going to gently turn my legs over and start to build them up so i'm exercising at a recovery rate that being said it's two weeks later now and i have done speed work i have done heavy leg training <laughs> probably done all the things at this point yeah, I yeah, yeah yeah 
but that speed work felt heavy the squatting felt heavy so there's definitely that deep recovery that probably still needs to be done a little bit that you don't necessarily see okay. um, but all in all yeah i think feeling pretty good already thinking about the next thing so july yeah next so. event august is going to be the next event after that so i know exactly what's coming up yeah good no it's nice to have something in the book you can prepare for a little bit absolutely absolutely yeah nice is that everything on that you like is there anything else you want to talk about in regards to the marathon i think um i think really it was one of those things where thinking about that kind of getting injured state getting injured part way through um and some of the things that we've talked about before where it's just kind of like you, you i had those two choices it's like when i realized that 25k what i did was i gave myself one easy k which took me to k26 then i had to really make that decision it's like do i try and up the pace again or do i try and drop off so what i tried to do was up the pace and literally for about 30 seconds it was like, I, I don't think i can hold that there's there's no way so what the decision there was was just to almost just kind of like grit down and do whatever it takes to get to the end it was never a case of i think um i'm not going to finish this it was always just a case of how do i finish this um and again it just goes back to i've put 12 weeks training into this block do i want to waste everything i've got there is being able to manage the pain better bigger than the injury or is the injury bigger than the the, the managing the pain mm -hmm. and again because i'm quite in tune with my own body i know that it was hurting um, but I knew the things I needed to do physically to to adjust myself to, and the pace I needed to carry to get through to that end point. Um, and I think that goes back to a lot of the stuff we've already started talking about with just that kind of confidence in your environment, confidence with yourself, confidence with your body, um, and just understanding kind of what you are actually capable of. Um, it was really easy just to make those small adjustments and just sit there until I got to the end. And I think that's just the absolute massive thing that sometimes people probably need to do is just engage themselves a little bit with what they're doing. And it you can easily surprise yourself. You can easily surpass what you're capable of, what you think you're capable of, um, mm -hmm. just by kind of in, um, just being in that moment. And <laughs> that's exactly kind of what happened to me. I knew that kind of sub three was off. It was gone. And mentally, I had disengaged and I probably did for about 2K. And that's why I was actually starting to think about like not finishing the race. But then I had to just readjust that thought pattern and actually sort of think like, well, if I don't finish this race, have I wasted all this time? I know I'm not letting anybody down, but in my, in my mind, I'm letting people down. Um, there's all these people that obviously kind of came to see me run and that type of thing. And just kind of having that word with myself to figure out what I needed to do. Um, and then, yeah, like I say, once I kind of got physically comfortable and mentally comfortable with what had happened, okay, so you're not going to get the time you want, but you can get to the finish. It was exactly like I said just now. You just started to enjoy it again a little bit more, started to see what was going on around you, and suddenly the focus was different. I was no longer angry because I wasn't going to get the time I wanted. I was now actually just enjoying myself because I could finish the run and I could take in the environment. So it's just that shift in focus during the event. Um, and I think that was just a really, really big moment where it's just kind of like, right, I'm now just going to take away the competitive side of it and enjoy the moment. And, and that was a huge, huge, huge thing, I think. And that is exactly what got me through to the end there. Yeah, I think there's like the default for um, whenever pain or whatever kicks in, the default your head is going to go to is stop. Like that's just the default, like just to say like your body's gonna try and save itself from any more like pain and agony and whatever. So you do have to, yeah, like you say, have that kind of like system override a little bit and just be like, nah. I, I think you know? um I think that's a big thing for a lot of people is that there's a difference between discomfort than there is actual pain. And I think exactly like you said that you have that override, it's like this hurts, this sucks, stop. Um, I've always said that my worst distance is 5k. Um, not from that I can go and run 5k point of view, but if I'm actually racing it or trying to get a 5k PR, because it's misery, because you're running so fast for what is a period of endurance. Um, it's it's five kilometers, 
and you, you're going as close to all out as you can go without sprinting and it hurts it hurts your lungs it hurts your legs um mm. everything about it is miserable and the moment your head comes out of what you're doing that it's over the moment you yeah, come, yeah. the moment you step away from it um and that's kind of what people generally do they start to just think right this hurts i don't like it i'm just switching off and so many races and so many events lifting as well it people sort of let themselves down in the sense that they've already taught themselves out of it yeah Mm. there's so many i think i've said this before there's so many fighters that are just amazing in the gym but get backstage before a fight they're warming up they talk themselves out of the win almost. It's like those nerves kick in, their yeah. negative thoughts kick in, all these things start telling you that you you can't do it. And that's exactly what I kind of had there for this, just this kind of 1K period. It's just like, right, you're not doing this, you're not getting this time. It's like it hurts, it's miserable. It's like there's still another, what, kind of 30, um, not 30, sorry, another 20 plus K to go at this point. It's it's like why are you doing this and there was absolutely that period where i was talking myself out of it and mm. then you have to turn it around just and all it was really easy for me in the sense that it was just kind of like right the pain is bad but if i step off the gas a little bit the pain's comfortable okay my body feels good my legs feel good um everything apart from that little tweak is is good um and then i started thinking it's like well if i still come in at around sort of three three and a half hours still puts me in like the top 10 to 15 percent of finishers and then you start to just have a whole other goal and it just starts to change everything and and i think once i talked myself back into finishing it 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 just made everything easier suddenly the injury um didn't hurt so much and i could bear it yeah yeah and all of these kind of things and yeah i mean the pace was gone like that that was it i wasn't going to be able to run at that pace anymore but just from that point of just being in the moment, enjoying the run, finishing the run, it's like it all switched back on again. Mm, good. No, I love that. Yeah, it's good that it's like, yeah, your body will, your mind will always try and generate excuses for things really to like not do something. Like, we'll always be like, oh, I've earned this or I deserve that. When it really, yeah. you don't, you haven't earned or deserve shit. <laughs> so, you know, I like, mean, you know, like, no, already, you haven't earned. Like, I oh, like, you know, I had a, it could be as simple as like, oh, I had a, a long shift yesterday i've earned not going to the gym tomorrow it's just yeah. like, you haven't earned shit. i'm sorry no, but like that's just life it. like you can't yeah. you can generate excuses for like anything like oh i've had a bit of a long day i'm not going to go to the gym i've earned i've earned the rest or oh, i've done really well in the gym this week i'm going to take next week off because i've earned it like as long as you keep if you keep like generating excuses and saying you've earned or deserved stuff that's such a slippery slope because then you'll find the most minute reason to not do something and then you're just caught in that trap. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. And it's really easy then to just take that into the next one. And then yeah. what happens over time is like, like you said, oh, I'm going to take the week off. Well, at the end of that week, you then might start to feel one or two things happen. You either feel good about yourself um, and you're kind of like, right, I'm ready to, I'm ready to get in. I'm ready to smash it. I've taken a week off, et cetera, et cetera. Or you go the other way where the negativity is creeping in and it's kind of, it goes even further it's like well i haven't been for a week i'm starting to feel crap blah, Guilty, blah, blah. Yeah. and then yeah, suddenly yeah. it's two weeks it's three weeks yeah. and you start to build up these kind of other problems and things like that but what's quite interesting is that the whole mindset thing it's it happens at all levels and without just constantly focusing on running boston marathon a couple of weeks ago we saw it happen with kipchoge yeah arguably the greatest marathon runner of all time was absolutely um smashing the run but missed one of his water bottles, which obviously at that level, it's got the exact amount of energy and fuel he needs for however long. Yeah. And it completely threw his race to the point where he never recovered from it and ended up coming in like eighth place or seventh place, I believe. But that's at the highest level. And it was just that one thing changed, knocked yeah, his yeah, game yeah. plan, changed his mindset. And, and that was it. The race was almost lost for him over a, a water bottle yeah um, yeah yeah. which is just absolutely crazy that those kind of things can happen and it's the same as fighting it's like everybody's got a game plan until they get hit in the face and it's what you do yeah, at that that's point mike tyson isn't it? he said that yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah and it's it's what do you do then at that point it's like do you just sink into yourself or do you just accept that this is where i am this is the moment i'm in and let's do this yeah and crack on yeah definitely man love it and that and i think um 
just going back to like the regular everyday person just those, those people that are going to the gym those people that are going for runs and things like that and like you said just now i've earned this day off or i've earned not going tonight or whatever it might be those sessions where you feel truly crap and you talk yourself into going how often are those the best sessions best sessions yeah it's Absolutely. funny actually i had a, a session with a client recently um and he messaged me after the session he sent me a text saying like oh like thanks for today and stuff like today i was like felt really really shit and like yeah. but i came anyway and like and i had a great time like it was a great workout i smashed it and everything like that was, and uh and it was on a leg day believe it or not so I was like, if he's sending me that after a leg day where he felt like crap beforehand, that's a good sign. That's it. Um, but it was just like, yeah, I was just like, yeah, that's what it's all about. It's like, I do say that a lot to people. It's just like the days where you feel the worst is when it's the most point that you show up. Yeah. And I think, I think some of that as well is because you've dragged yourself there. You're feeling crap. And what you like, you know, physically better. In fact, you're probably physically worse because you are feeling crap. But yeah. mentally, you're like, I'm going to prove it today. I'm going to do it. It's yeah. like, I, I don't know if you've ever trained with a hangover and it's just like, I am not yeah. letting this beat me. Yeah. 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 If anything, it helps recovery thing. a little bit. Yeah. You yeah. might feel it's crap. Quite, but... It's how much you listen to them. It's all just noise. Yeah. It's all just white noise inside your head. It's how much, how much are you going to listen to that noise? It's how much yeah. like you let that take a hold. Absolutely. The less, the more you get used to ignoring the noise, the more e easier it becomes to deal with it when you start noticing it as just noise and just yeah. like just crap and, and do you know what and this is what i found where it translates into real life a lot better like when you're feeling just like a gym aside like when you're feeling anxious or like a bit like kind of on edge and not your headspace isn't great your mental state isn't good a lot of that is just white noise yeah. it's not real like a lot of the anxiety shit it's not it's not it's just like white noise inside your head and you can start to notice that shit and start to kind of like bring yourself around and be like, oh no, this is just me being like not in a good space. It's all just white noise. None of it's real. And yeah. it just sort of, it makes it easier to deal with all that shit. You can start controlling it, being a bit like bring yourself down to like a bit more of an emotionally stable state. I think that's why, you know, gym training is just the best shit there is. Bro. I think that's exactly it. I think it is just understanding it for what it is. You, you have to acknowledge it. It's there you've got something negative and you can't do this you're hurting you can't finish it or like you say you're just having that bad day and like your anxiety's getting the better of you and all of this kind of thing but just take it for what it is it's it's not real it's not something physically there stopping you like yeah, say, yeah. it's just that noise and then you're stopping yourself and i know that isn't the solution to yeah. all the mental health problems out there of course it is yeah and, right right but just day to day it's like sometimes you do just need to take that step back i've i've done it so many times where um i don't know speed sessions would be a great example of it where it's just kind of like you almost do the first rep and then you just need to talk to yourself in the recovery it's like right that didn't go as planned don't don't drag that last rep into the next rep yeah it's like yeah. you've done that one it was poor right refocused off we go you know you can do better you know you can do this and it's the it's the same with kind of lifting and that sort of thing. It's like you you might just throw the weight on and it could be an easy weight that you do day in, day out, like 365 days a year, whatever it might be. And then it just sometimes it just feels heavy. Well, the weight hasn't changed. So like you might be tired, you might be run down, but it's probably something that you can lift. And again, sometimes you just need to take that step back, just acknowledge what's going on, right? It feels heavy. I'm a little bit feeling a bit crap right now. But then you just you just take it on and very often like you say you can get past that noise you can just talk yourself um back into the back into that moment into space and i've absolutely done that so many times with like overhead lifts snatches and things like that the amount of times that as soon as i felt the bar i've talked myself into that i'm not getting this over my head yeah um, and i've had to just step back and sometimes what i'll do is just peel the weights back a little bit and rebuild and just something small like that just do a couple of reps lighter and then just rebuild back up to where i was and usually i can just i just need to do something to unstick it yeah um, so yeah it's absolutely our minds will stop us for our body there's no doubt about that yeah you'll always talk yourself out of something um but yeah no it's good stuff actually um absolutely not the tangent we expected to go off on no no i was gonna <laughs> say i've uh i yeah so i had a 
It was my birthday last week, so oh, I had awesome. a uh, little love. Thank you. I had a lovely trip down to Dartmoor. Oh, um, I was meant to be down there. I was down there Thursday, Friday. Thursday was like horrible weather, so we couldn't go out to the moors. So we just spent. We were staying in this little town called Dawlish, so we just sort of wandered around the town for the day. Talked about the arcades and stuff. Area. Yeah, <laughs> had some uh, had some chips by the seaside. They're always better by the sea. They just are. Um, but Friday was lovely weather, so went and did some outdoor bouldering for the first time. So I haven't done any outdoor climbing yet, like at all. I've just been indoor climbing for months and months and months. Um, just get the experience of that. Um, yeah, it was brilliant. It was. It's totally. I mean, yeah, it's totally different. I have like I had this guidebook brought with me, so like it has like all the routes and stuff and all the locations and shit, and it tells you just gives you all the detail basically. Um, I ended up not using it. <laughs> I just kind of I got there and I was just like I didn't know. I was trying to find the guidebook of the spot I was at, and I was like I don't. I'm trying to connect the dots here. Of like, is this yeah, yeah. this place? Is this that? But I could. I was like I don't know. So I kind of got to a point where I was just like screw it. I'm just gonna find and the rock formations around there are amazing and that i'm gonna send awesome. you some i'm good i'm gonna send you some clips and stuff we try and into the overlay it to yeah, this yeah. uh once we get into more specifics but um so i was just like okay well i'm here there's rocks everywhere i'm just gonna make up my own routes so i just kind of did that i was like the objective with bouldering is to get from the bottom to the top right so if i just pick a route and a location that looks like i'm just gonna try and figure it out um i mean yeah dartmoor is incredible um but the rock is the rock is so sharp it's crazy because yeah, it's so like granite there isn't so, it literally and i slit my uh, middle finger open it's kind of healed now yeah it was yeah. a good clean like i was trying to figure out a lot annoyingly a lot of the rock was still wet because it had rained the day before so i was doing this sort of route on the side i probably i can send you the clip and i literally was just feeling out the next move right to reach up to the side and i was just like that's way too wet so i took my hand away and as i took my hand away i just sliced my finger open yeah, yeah. um like right clean down the whole of the pad at the top of my finger um and it just bled for a while but luckily i could just tape it up and i carried on it was actually okay um but yeah i mean it was brilliant i kind of just felt find found a ton of stuff um i did one climb that i'm really happy about that was quite risky um it was on a little bit of an ink like a, it's a decline so like leaning inwards a little bit so it wasn't it kind of took some of the danger out of it but it was you know probably twice as high as a usual boulder wall um, I was just looking around, like trying to find some routes to do. I was just like, oh, what can I look at? And I came around the corner, I saw this big wall. I was like, I, I reckon I could climb that. I was like, I, that looks so climbable. There's plenty of handholds. There's a nice big crack I can follow all the way to the top. Um, so I got that done. And I, it, it's nuts, like compared to indoor climbing, like the, f the feet feel so much more secure when you're outdoors. Okay. Like, because rock is, the rock is so grippy. Like my, my my even when I was just putting all my pressure on like one foot, like the fr I could just feel the friction. Like my foot's not going to slip on that. Yeah. There's no way in hell my foot's cut peeling off this. I didn't think I had a real any real one foot slip the whole day compared to indoor climbing where it happens a fair amount. Um, so that was a really good climb. Um, I'm hoping to do a lot more around Bristol this summer. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's one of those things. It's definitely a whole. It's a completely different experience um and i found that like the grading is a much harder so like yeah. say for example like a, a 6a or like a v3 inside a bouldering gym it's like a flash all those routes are a piece of piss like i don't struggle with them at all but that outside reality fucking hard fucking yeah, yeah. hard like i remember i bumped into another couple of climbers there and i was just like and they were doing a climb i just like started talking chats and like they were like oh this is i think that they were saying oh this is a 6a plus 6b so i was like okay that'll probably be i could probably flash that a piece of piss and then they were doing it i was like i i literally can't even start that like, i literally can't even grip it I was like, that's nuts. Like the graining is so much stiffer when you go outdoors suddenly. I don't know if it's just because a lot of the routes were made a while ago. And I don't know. I think indoor indoor routes might be a little bit easier in some respect. I don't know. Um, I think it kind of depends on the location. A lot of time, especially with outdoor grading, I find it's definitely up to the person who made it. Like a lot of grading yeah. outdoors is like whoever made that route set the grade. So it could it's totally different um depending on whoever made up the grade and no one really changes them once they're set, saying, they're set. they regrade no not really i don't think it really gets regraded so like it could be graded 20 years ago by someone who was already no, really really good like an 8a climber did this climb and thought oh that's only fucking 6a that's a piece of piss but actually it could be a 6c 60 plus so it's like the grading is a bit all over the place but i want to definitely go back it's one of those places you can kind of do in a day where we're from it's not that far yeah so a few things there first of all i'm from exeter 
So right, um, yeah, you're on your doorstep. So on your doorstep, Dartmoor, yeah, yeah, Dartmoor. Yeah. Um, like I spent so much time there. As it's a kid. amazing. Whereabouts on Dartmoor did you go? So we went to Bonehill Rocks. Yeah, yeah. So like big location, like it's yeah. probably the main spot that people go to. to like just so many routes around there, it's just endless. Yes. Um, and then Beltor, which is just like a yeah. hundred meters, two hundred meters away from it. Um, so that was the only spot we went to. Um, but that was plenty, plenty, plenty there to do really. Yeah, the thing with Dartmoor as well is it's like there's there's just going to be now. Obviously, I I I've bouldered, but I know nothing really about it. Okay, yeah. but I'm going to imagine on somewhere like Dartmoor is like it's like your imagination is your playground. Yeah, it's, right, the, right, right. There's there's got to be so much there for you. Yeah, yeah. You um, can just make stuff up. Like that's the yeah. thing. It's like in, compared to indoors, right? Here's the route you do it right. Whereas like. Um, out there it's like it's just a rock like there's not it's not it wasn't made to be I'd climbed like, like yeah. yeah so like the the kind of the roots you can make it it's like infinite yes so it's kind of like well can i can i can kind of make this up oh there's a hole there i can kind of use that i'm going to try and get on like so yeah you can kind of it's kind of cool in that respect i do want to go back and like actually try and send some roots that have been like pre-made so i can kind yeah, of know what i'm working with um but yeah there's i there's tons i've got a bristol guidebook as well there's tons of stuff around bristol so i'm definitely going to start going out doing now the weather well hopefully the weather gets a bit nicer <laughs> and start going here yeah because waiting crap a while lately yeah it's been crap um so hopefully do some outdoors more outdoor stuff um annoyingly i don't know many people that don't really know anyone that does rope climbing so it, like i kind of i'm kind of locked into doing bordering right now but that's fine i mean i've got a mat i've got everything i need it's fine um but i do still i do still love indoor i can't lie um i still feel like i'm never going to completely transition to going outside i do kind of just like i do like indoor climbing do you think um, do you think like the transition from outdoor to indoor indoor to outdoor like is, is it a big gap obviously you said it's not like the route but that could definitely be down to like the person that yeah. graded them but do, do you think like indoor climbing translates well to outdoor climbing or I don't know. I mean, like, I guess technically, I mean, yeah, it's all climbing. Like, technique-wise, it doesn't change much, but the feel is completely different. Like, you're yeah. one, you're, like, outside. So, like, things like if whether it's cold or humid can make a difference. Yeah, um, what type of rock you're using can make a difference. Um, just stuff like that. Like, the whole kind of, it just, it feels completely different. Um, it feels a little bit weirdly more natural obviously because you're actually climbing something that's outside like it does feel weirdly more natural um but i think i mean generally like the strength will translate like if you're training your fingers you're training your fingers like that works the same there's techniques toe hooks heel hooks different drop knees it's all the same shit like you're still climbing it's just like the feel of it is a little bit different yeah um and obviously going through the process is different because obviously like with your going outdoor you've got to like have a mat ready and you've got to like clean stuff and like you know if there's moss on holes you've got to get moss off you know you've actually got there's a bit more process it's the environment yeah, yeah yeah it's just more of just the environment in general is completely different um but yeah i mean yeah it's an experience it's totally different for sure like um yeah because obviously you kind of have to be a little bit more creative with it yeah um i think it does open up a lot more possibilities for sure because there's just a this piece of rock in front of you you can kind of approach it any way you want um whereas obviously in indoor gym you're locked in because that's the route you're set but i kind of also like that aspect like that is there's the route you've got to do that that's the grade there's the route that's the goal that that's the goal so it's kind of like i think the outdoor grading is a little bit more wishy-washy like it's kind of uncertain and obviously depending on who set it and what ability level they were at the time so it's a little bit more over the place i imagine there might be a case of where there'll be like a 60 60 plus that i can smash out and then a 6a that i can't do and that's a big graded jump just because i don't have the skills to do that whereas in the gym i think it'd be a little bit more consistent um in terms of grading and stuff but a bit but i mean yeah it was a lot of fun I've just started a um, just started a new meso literally this week, Perfect. so I'm starting to climb starting to climb three times a week and do two gym days because okay. um, I just need to get the volume of my climbing up. I'm pretty sure that's just the main thing I need to do. I just need to climb more. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. You improve. you need to train to the test. Just need to train, like you know, yeah. like there's no better way to get better at climbing than climbing. So yeah, um, absolutely. And then I'm just trying to do yeah strength training for climbing, and then obviously my gym training is kind of just all comp- complementary work um to support the climbing really everything i do is just to support that so yeah no i'm looking forward to the next 12 weeks worth of training see where i'm at at the end of that um yeah no good stuff 
I'm happy. Excellent. So I think yeah. um, like going back to a few things there, kind of um, there's kind of two things. One of them is like the reason I sort of asked about like does the indoor translate to the outdoor is because yeah. I like I use running as a great example. I do a lot of treadmill running. Ah, uh, yeah, um, yeah, right. And yeah. yeah, my strength is absolutely trail running, and there's obviously a huge difference between trail running God, and treadmill yeah. running. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and I have this conversation with a lot of people. They're like, oh, why do you spend so much time on the treadmill? Why, like, surely that doesn't work. Surely it doesn't translate. And for me, it's it, it absolutely does. At the core of it, you are still running in the same way as at the core of it, you are still climbing. Climbing, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, like there's, there's a core thing there happening. And that isn't going to change. Like my mechanics might be slightly different and the, the treadmill might be dictating the pace for me and things like this. But I think absolutely they have a place. And for me, when I use treadmills, I'm I'm actually I, I try to dial in as much as possible and think about okay, are my mechanics good? Am I doing the right thing? Am I kind of lifting my feet? Am I striking in the right place? And it allows me to really zone in on the activity I'm doing to focus on the thing I'm doing, which is obviously running. Whereas when I'm outside trail running, for example, you aren't landing smoothly you aren't landing in a straight line you're off at angles you're skipping over things and your mechanics aren't as dialed in as they might be because it's that uneven course and it's very much again obviously like you said when you're climbing indoor you've got to follow a set route a set pattern to get from a to yeah. b it's far outdoor more climbing. yeah yeah absolutely and then you're in your outdoor climbing you've got to be a little bit more imaginative you've got to do this you've got to do this you've got to work around things like you say the environment then suddenly becomes a factor again exactly safe trail running um, where we live, obviously, there's a lot of trails around here. Mm -hmm. But given the way the weather is at the moment, from one day to the next, those trails are different. The running machines, treadmills, I've got that consistency of always being able to get onto yeah. the treadmill, make sure my mechanics are bang on. But then when I'm outside, it might be sloppy mud. It might be rock hard ground. It might be cut grass. Um, it might be uncut grass that's up to my waist. There's all these different variables from the environment. Yeah, right. Completely change it. And then suddenly, it's no longer just a run it's it's like you are dealing with the environment and i think that's a really yeah. really good thing is that one of them is for me to really focus on the actual application of the movement and the exercise and then the other one is to actually kind of focus on training to the test so when i'm outside yeah. if i've got a trail run coming up i'm training specifically for a trail run by hitting the trails and of course mm -hmm. like um for example i've got in july i've got a team race um on the Cotswold uh, relay. So basically doing the Cotswold way from top to bottom. Um, yeah. there's, a lot, there's a lot, there's a large race there each year and I'm part of a team that are doing that. Um, I know the leg I'm doing, my legs already been determined. I know the distance of it and I know the trail. I've, I've, I've been up there plenty of times. You can guarantee that in July when I do it, it's going to be very different to the last time I did it. And it's going to be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, ever, it's an ever evolving trail just because of the, the weather, the winds, the whatever it might be. Um, and I think that's a really good thing about just using these different tools for slightly different purposes, but to work towards that same goal. So your goal is obviously being a better climber and you're going to use the indoor and the outdoor to do that in the same yeah. way that I want to be a better runner. So I'm going to use the indoor and the outdoor to do that. Um, obstacle course racing, it's very, very difficult for me to go and replicate the obstacles that I'm going to be competing <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it, right. It's pretty much impossible to do that, even down to the point where, like, um, monkey bars, and there's obviously monkey bars in lots of playgrounds and things like that, but they're very different to the monkey bars that I'm going to have to use in an obstacle course race because you normally they're fat bars, they're different heights, they're different whips. Like, there's no consistency to them, and you can't train that. But what you can do is create an environment that gets you as close as possible to being able to train that um and trying to replicate that with different exercises so again right back to the indoor climbing and the treadmills it's like you're you're using those tools as best as you can to replicate the real world application of that yeah it's um, all training it's all training. yeah and at the end of the day it is just all training going back to right to the very essence of it it's like you're getting up you're moving your body you're burning calories you're, you're doing the right things as opposed to just sitting there yeah 100 yeah, yeah so there's no doubt about it um you also sort of mentioned there um just started a new meso cycle mm -hmm. so i guess for people listening oh right yeah, uh, so I yeah meso, meso cycle. micro, micro right, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how would you define those kind of three 
I mean, if that's even how you work with them. Yeah. So, I mean, micro would be, I've to me anyway, micro is between one and four weeks. And then like uh, mesocycle would be eight to 12. And then a macro can be, well, kind of up to a year, really. It's a year. Um, yeah. Up to a year, like a year. So it just kind of breaks that down pretty much. Into yeah. It's very similar to how I feel. I kind of, yeah, the, the micro, I'm kind of looking at my week on week. Yeah. yeah I kind of, I generally like, I only really work kind of meso to meso. Like, I don't really yeah, know, I like, that. what my, I don't know what my next meso is going to be yet. I'm kind of, I maybe a little bit, but like, I'll start thinking about that in like week nine, week 10. Yeah. I'm thinking, okay, I, where am I at and what, what do I want to do next? For me, it's slightly different because I usually know in advance what race I have. Yeah. But usually right. do a cycle based around that um like you say kind of looking at things year on year i go with the assumption that i'm going to be fit and healthy next year um and so on and i know yeah yeah, and i'm not worried about that larger term because for me this is all just about longevity it's like at some point i start eating and so on so on but right now it is just that focus on doing a cycle that gets me comfortably placed for that event in july um, and I've already started looking at what that cycle kind of looks like, but I already know that I'm racing in August as well on an obstacle course race. So I've got July is perfect um, example of something that can lead straight into that next cycle. So my July race is um, shorter than my August race. So that's perfect because obviously I'm going to be building up to that longer race. So it's not like I need to focus on one race and then sort of change anything to get to the next one they're both going to be racing on trails so that's absolutely perfect um and then i just know that obviously for the obstacle course race in august as i get closer to the event i just need to start bringing in more and more of that obstacle uh, based fitness so being able to run a little bit more broken where i might run do an exercise run so on start mimicking like you said just now mimicking the monkey bars and things like that and i i kind of base my cycles exactly around that um basically yeah. exactly what the upcoming test is um, it's quite good that we actually have those kind of different approaches because my i structure mine around like just getting better over time indefinitely yeah, yeah. Like, i don't have a, a comp or anything that i'm working towards it's just i want to just consistently get better and not plateau that's it yeah. really um yeah so that's quite good that then we do have that kind of difference and then um, I just want to keep the stimulus fresh, you know. There's always exercises that I'm never not going to do. Like there's certain hangboarding stuff I do, fingerboarding I do that is kind of never going to change. I just want it to just consistently get better. And it's for me that it's just the case. Like every mezzo is going to. There's some exercises I'm never ever going to change. Yep. Um, like I'm always probably going to just do shoulder press as an accessory, just yep. because like I might switch out whether I do barbell or dumbbell. But generally, that's always going to be in there. Calf raises are always going to be in there like because i want it that's the best way to weight your car but there's no other way so that's just always going to be there um it's more just like little things that i might change um i'm testing out this new thing though i'm gonna i've never seen anyone do this but i'm trying to because i'm trying to sort of take the force velocity approach to pull-ups so yep. i do force pull-ups with like super low rep really high weight um i had actually had a pr last week i got 50 kilo one rep max pull-up nice. which i'm gassed about it's a 60 yeah, yeah. kilo body weight so that's 75 percent of my weight five percentage yep yeah um but i'm trying this thing i'm trying this thing in the next 12 weeks where basically i want to improve the speed and like the aspects where i want to increase the overall power of my pull-up whatever um so i'm doing so i put like five kilos just five kilos between my legs and i basically i stand on a box and i drop down until i'm at full lockout full stretch and when i feel that stretch short and kick in i pull in high as high and hard as i can so my head will go the bar will come to where my shoulder is and then just sort of drop down and drop so i don't really worry about the eccentric portion I do that about five times, just like pulling as hard as I can, as fast as I can. So I'm kind of hoping that, because obviously a normal pull up, you kind of stop. It's the same difference between doing like a trap, like a deadlift where you stop or like a deadlift with a, like a power, like a clean, yeah, uh, like up. a hand yeah. clean where you actually follow through with it. So I'm trying to take that approach with a pull up and just follow through as hard as I can and fast as I can. Um, just to see if like it improves that explosive pulling power a little bit more, because then I have the force and the velocity component both there. It's really um, funny that you've said that because obviously with the obstacle course racing coming up i'm going to have a lot of overhead work to do and a lot of hanging by my hands to do um and what i've actually got consistently week on week is a pull-up program that i'll follow through that Um, it's very very similar so at the moment I've, i've literally this week 
started and it's just really simple bodyweight pull-ups from a dead hang always kind of stripped from a, a dead hang four by ten so four sets of ten body weight uh, yeah. okay then what we'll do next week is we'll start to add the weights um, and just start to build that weight up whilst starting to bring the reps down probably over the next three to four weeks then exactly what you started saying there is i will go into doing it in sets of five but what they'll do is i'll work up to my heaviest weight that i can lift over a set of five for five reps so there's no single rep stuff um, mm -hmm. but it's all weighted up to what would be near failure at five reps drop the weight and then go exactly into what you've said there which right. is from the Speed dead hand, an explosive pull up and yeah, actually right. trying to do exactly the same thing try and get the bar to kind of nipple height so that if i was yeah. actually just thinking i want to muscle up because muscle up is actually yeah, a big yeah. movement that we use in obstacle courses like getting yeah, over yeah. walls and things like that yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. boxes um and it, it's a very very similar approach there but two yeah. very very different reasons yeah different reasons for it, it. yeah because the yeah. thing if i'm doing like a like like a dino basically a dino so like you uh, in climbing, so you pull and you sort of jump and reach for something. Yeah. So a lot of the time, you kind of need to use momentum. So I'm trying to sort of get that mimic that kind of bob where you go into full lockout and then just pull as hard as you can. Yeah. So I'm yeah. kind of hoping that like there will be. Um, I mean, there must be some translation. I want to see how my muscle ups feel at the end of this 12 weeks compared to the start. If I'm just doing those really hard pull ups. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I say, just trying to get as high as I can. So I'm kind of curious to see how it all. Uh, affect things. I'm sure. I'm sure it have some sort of impact, but you, it's not something you really see anyone doing. I've never seen anyone do it, so no. I'm kind of just. Bit, I'm hoping I invent something here, <laughs> and that it will catch on, and someone will be like, "Oh, yeah." Absolutely. Um, we probably sound yeah. like we need to have a pull-up session together at some point. Oh god, gotcha, yeah. yeah. But I, I think usually I'm... do you pull? Do you pull like that with your like heavy weights? Because I pull here with heavy weight, like neutral. Uh, no, I go because I can pull um, more palms in and the reason i do that is again it's because of obstacle courses there's two yeah. obstacles that i will need to use that movement of dead hang and pulling over yeah that's okay. what i'll do with this this fast stuff is i do that way but with the four yeah. stuff i do this way and the two exercises i've got uh, sorry the two obstacles i've got is one of them is a box okay so there's, there's an obstacle the upside yeah, yeah. Of it, but it's a box and i believe the box is eight foot but basically i need to get onto that platform okay okay um and over the top and so can you can you, do you have a run-up as well yeah so i'm gonna oh, that definitely helps that, you, like you get that yeah. single leg kick up you're up and you, you're up and over that's, yeah so that's a piece of purse yeah what you don't have there is any kind of kip or any kind of swing because it's box so you're yeah, flat right. against it Okay, so that's the first one. And again, yeah, like you say, you're going to have that step. You're going to have trail shoes on, they're a bit grippy, and you can pop yourself over. Yeah, but you need to be really comfortable in getting that muscle transition. Up, yeah. Arms. yeah. Yeah. The second one is is just walls. There's flat walls, six, seven, eight foot, I believe, three different height walls. And again, you've just got to scale them. But again, it's exactly the same thing single foot, hands of it. Now, these are a lot easier in the boxes because you can grip. So you can almost false grip and yeah, pull yourself right. over. And like, um, yeah, right. yeah, and then there's different ways then again over. People will step over. If you're confident, you'll go the head first and twist. There's, there's different ways oh, of yeah. dealing with yeah. the other side. Swing of it. a leg over, yeah. 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 Um, some people will just wait for another person to give them a lift up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> some yeah. people will run around it, no doubt. Um, mm. But um, yeah, I think, um, and that's what I'm looking for though, is just having that explosiveness that, as I start to fatigue, I can still pop. And that, that's just a really, really yeah. big movement that I need to get comfortable with. Where it also works really well for me, which is um, probably something that isn't thought about so much, is things like the overhead work, like monkey bars or ring swings and things like this. So I don't do them relaxed arm with my arm fully extended. Again, I do them all with my arm in an L shape type. So monkey bars, for example, I actually go sideways and I go hand to hand um and the okay, reason i do that is because i've got three points of grip so the first one is that i'm always going to try and get a false grip yep right. and i've got the and i've got this l-shaped arm so i've got kind of um i'm i'm using my biceps more rather than sort of monkey swinging and the reason for that is that if you're hanging by your body so if you think about a dead hang there's only one thing that can go and that's your grip yeah, once once yeah. once your hand goes you're going to drop so for me doing that i've got two points where like, well, three points really where I can drop, and that is that one, my false grip can drop to a regular grip, 
And the other one is that obviously my L-shaped arm can drop to an extended arm. Um, so I've got these stages of, of falling off. Not that I ever want to fall off, but I, 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 I just take it slightly differently. And again, I can get through these very, very quickly. It's quite interesting because in climbing, you kind of do the opposite. So you yeah, do yeah. kind of work with as much of a straight arm as you can, because especially when you've got, if you're doing a long route, because the more you're locked in, the more you get pumped. Yes. So if you're like engaging, like, as, like the longer you engage the more pumped you get so if yep. you can kind of just work everything from just just kind of like hanging keeping like they always say like keep straight arms as much as you can yeah, yeah. not always as easy as that because depending on where the holds are um but generally if you can like try and keep like straight arms um like it's whenever you always try and start a route with fully straight arms um but yeah just to avoid pump basically i think the no the, i get what you're saying the thing with like an obstacle course race is it, it, speed, I can get the I monkey bars in a few seconds. Yeah, and then speed, I'm running yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it's about getting through those as quickly as possible. If you don't have the strength to hold yourself like that, then obviously it is very different. You are going to get pumped yeah, yeah. and gassed very, very quick. Um, and for me, like I say, I go hand to hand. So I, every every other hand, I'm doing a half a second of like a one armed hold. But obviously, my momentum takes me through to the next one. So I've got the strength and physicality to do that. But I appreciate how it does work for other people. I wouldn't want to do that for 30 seconds, a minute, a minute yeah, and a half, yeah, two yeah, minutes. Yeah. It's because I can get through, let's say, 12 bars. I can get through those in a couple of seconds. You're also holding onto a bar, whereas obviously we're climbing, you're holding onto like nothing. Yeah. So it's like yeah, the difference absolutely. is like, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. usually a bar. It, well, you normally have two sets. It's not, One's normally bars and one's normally rings. Right. Um, so you, you and again they're not normally back to back. It's still like that, yeah, yeah, it's still still hand, yeah. yeah. And yeah, again, I try to, uh, and again, a lot of it is how you approach it and how you get onto it. I try to go for a false grip so that if my grip does slip, I'm going to just a regular grip, hang, yeah. and, and then through and through you go. So again, you've got that minimum point of failure that I can go from false to normal before yeah. potentially I fall off. Haven't fallen off yet, but you can guarantee that's Good. coming from the next one now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh um, man. Well, I think that I think we've been going for a good amount of time. I don't even know how long we've been going for. I, think, I have um, no idea. We probably like quite a few things there. Damn. Yeah. I think we got. I think we covered some really good stuff. We got the marathon stuff in, plus all the mental stuff, which is good. Yeah, um, then just some random, uh, random other training stuff, which I think is good. Um, yeah. No, I think that's smart. I it. think that's excellent. Yeah. I think yeah. we covered off some great things there. I think we. We both know where our training is going. Over yeah, there. I don't know when, know what to call this episode. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Easy, what, is, what is the general consensus? I don't know. Random shit. Random shit. Perhaps random that's the way shit. forward. Climbing yeah, yeah, marathons yeah. and random shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, awesome. I, yeah, I mean, I will, uh, yeah, we've definitely got a long list of stuff, so we'll get back to um, talking about specifics next time or as much yeah. as we can because we always have and to I talk about the shit. We need to aim for getting a bit more consistent last couple of weeks for yeah. whatever reason just been busy as hell it's yeah been busy but we'll try and get back to that once a week yeah. start banging it out definitely. there and, um, definitely i think it's cool. good excellent well.